Dare you see a soul at the white heat? Then crouch within the door. Red is the fire's common tint, but when the vivid ore has vanquished flame's conditions, it quivers from the forge without a color, but the light of unanointed blaze. Least village has its blacksmith, whose anvil's even ring stands symbol for the finer forge that soundless tugs within, refining these impatient ores with hammer and with blaze until the designated light repudiate the forge. Emily Dickinson, 1862, 365. 1. The Writing Life Is the uninspired life worth living? Thoughts on Inspiration and Obsession This is not a traditional lecture, so much as the quest for a lecture in the singular, a quest constructed around a sequence of questions. Why do we write? What is the motive for metaphor? Where do you get your ideas? Do we choose our subjects, or do our subjects choose us? Do we choose our voices? Is inspiration a singular phenomenon, or does it take taxonomical forms? Indeed, is the uninspired life worth living? Why did I write? What sin to me unknown dipped me in ink, my parents or my own? Alexander Pope's great Epistle to Dr. Abuthnot, 1734, asks this question both playfully and seriously. Why did the child Pope take to verse at so young an age, telling us, as many a poet might tell us, with the kind of modesty that enormous self-confidence can generate? I lisped in numbers and the numbers came by which the poet means an intuitive, instinctive, inborn sense of scansion and rhyme for which some individuals have the equivalent of perfect pitch in music. You are born with it, or you are not. For sheer virtuosity in verse, Pope is one of the great masters of the language. His brilliantly orchestrated couplets lend themselves ideally to the expression of wit, usually caustic, in the service of the poet's satiric mission. The predilection to lisp in numbers suggests a kind of entrapment, though Pope doesn't suggest this. The perfectly executed couplet with its locked-together rhymes is a tick-like mannerism not unlike punning, to which some individuals succumb involuntarily. Pathological punning is a symptom of frontal lobe syndrome, a neurological deficit caused by injury or illness, even as others react with revulsion and alarm. Pope's predilection for lisping in numbers seems to us closely bound up with his era, and his talent, a talent of the era, that revered the tight-knit grimace of satire and the very sort of expository and didactic poetry from which, half a century later, Wordsworth and Coleridge would seek to free the poet. Pope never suggests, however, that the content of poetry is in any way inherited, 
like the genetic propensity for scansion in rhyme. He would not have concurred, who among the poets and among most of us would so concur, with Plato's churlish view of poetry as inspired not from within the individual poet's imagination, but from an essentially supranatural, daimonic source. To Plato, poetry had to be under the authority of the state, in the service of the mythical, generic, good, that it might be imitative of any specific object was to its discredit. No ideas but in things, the rallying cry of William Carlos Williams in the 20th century, would have been anathema to the essentialist Plato, like emotion itself, or worse yet, passion, the passions.